Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Propaganda. The Brentford half, we're talking about the Brentford game, the 5-2 defeats that Leeds endured at the weekend. Dan Moylan with you, along with Michael Normanson and Rob Conlon. Show is brought to you by Levi Solicitors as well. Ten um, percent discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, Michael, what do we have then from the Brentford side of the fence? What have you found? It's tough because there's not a lot, I guess, because Brentford are quite um, been quite League One, League Two, mm. Championship in the year, so there's not a huge amount of stuff out there. The main one, the sort of big Brentford thing, is Beast TV um, on YouTube. Brentford FC versus Leeds. We've had some good games against them in the past. You think to 2019, denying them promotion. You think of just last season, a few months ago, with them beating us in the very last moments to, you know, just about, they just about made it safe. If I was listing the greatest games against Leeds, I wouldn't list one of them as a defeat. They beat, they beat us all the time. They seem, got... they seem so angry at the time, but they must have really enjoyed it, it turns out. <laughs> I mean, they were since in modern era, they've basically had the better of us. And we'd not won at Griffin Park since like 1952 or but something. We had never played them because they were a poxy lower league club, weren't they? I suppose there is that, and we played them a lot recently. But I mean, yeah, they, they beat us pretty regularly. Mm. But the best, the, that's the one he can remember. That Jack Harrison goal, though. What a moment, eh? <laughs> I will say, but, but maybe, maybe to be fair to him, when we are just poking fun at him there, maybe he's just being magnanimous and he just enjoys the spectacle because he sounds dead enthusiastic, which is what you want to hear, isn't it? Probably um, probably has another team as well if he's a Brentford fan, in fairness. Probably yeah. supports Arsenal as well or yeah, yeah. Scum or Liverpool or something. So it's good to have a local, a local team to support though as well. As long as he's had a nice day out, that's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, this clip is brilliant. I've listened to this, it must be like a hundred <laughs> times now. And well, you, you heard his delivery in the first one, didn't you? Let's let's not right. Let's not spoil it. Let's just let our viewer slash listener listen to this and see what you think. Because I think it's he's ace. gone to speak to an old bloke here. Right. We're here after Brentford five leads two. I mean, Colin, you just saw that game, and you know it was something like just one of the most amazing games that anyone's ever watched. I mean, I mean, it wasn't, was it? It was just he yeah. just did well, shambolic, really. Yeah. But. Um, but, yeah. We all picked up instantly on the reference, didn't we? Like, and the wildebeest, <laughs> the Urente wildebeest, separated from the herd. I think it's because he's been chatting to young people till then. And then he was like, oh, I found an old man. Uh, Here he is. Look at him. How, how old is he? I'm expecting he's like a little. <laughs> he's, he's knocking on. He's probably late 70s, early oh, 80s, okay. I would say. Wait, like, if, you, if you're going to see Grandad in sheltered accommodation, hiya, Grandad. <laughs> you okay? 
Have you having a nice time? Do you want me to make you a cup of tea? He's Scottish as well as the old man. Maybe that's, that's maybe that's doubling the fascination with him. It's like, I found a Scottish old man. I was expecting like Hans Melman from The Simpsons. <laughs> Let's listen just one more time to that. Brilliant. The David Attenborough voice. We're here after Brentford 5 leads to... I mean, Colin, you just saw that game and, you know, it was something like just one of the most amazing games that anyone's ever watched. I mean, I mean he's happy. I, I'm, I'm almost glad that we lost so we could bring joy to this young man. Bless him. And Colin's a nice guy as well. Yeah. I think he's, the next clip, I, I think he's going to be sarcastic about Leeds. And then I think he's just genuinely being quite nice about <laughs> Leeds as a city. We actually let them win last year because, you know, we wanted them to stay up because it's a nice place to go to. But we made up for it this year. And even the manager gets sent off, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He did. Yeah, it started out as a little kind of fun dig, did that, didn't but it? And then he was like, thought, no, it's, it's, just, it's just nice, to be it's, fair. It's a good day out. It's a nice city. <laughs> so yeah. really nice, really nice. Easily accessible on the train. Some nice restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah two, hour, two and a bit hours you on, can make two a hours weekend on the train. Enjoy the, the bar culture. Yeah, lovely. Well, not, not that I necessarily think that the, uh, what was his name, the old guy? Colin. Colin, not that Colin, I think he's going out on the town necessarily. Oh, so he is. I've seen him in the Brudenell, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I've heard it with no more strip clubs. That's what I know about Colin. <laughs> Let's go on to the next clip for Colin. And um He's just quite sweet, is Colin. He wants to know he wants to see he wants to see this. And it just he just strikes me as a nice fella. It's a great day. Just a matter of interest. Yeah. If someone wants to listen to this, how do you find it? Beast TV on YouTube. On YouTube. Oh, Beast TV, that's okay. what you need to do. Are you go watch off, you'll see yourself on Beast TV. But I can't see myself oh, anyway. <laughs> That's you can hear yourself. Yeah, you can hear yourself. Well, thank yourself, anyway. Thank right. you very much, Colin. Hey, where, where'd you send my invoice in? <laughs> oh, that's thank amazing. You. Thank you very much. Oh, it's, it's Colin does sound genuinely lovely. <laughs> <laughs> nice fella, is Colin, isn't he? Really like him. Yeah, I think Brentford as a whole are generally quite a nice a nice fan base, mm. which is maybe why we don't always gel together. Possibly, yeah, I think mm. that I think that is partly it. Yeah, because we're a bunch, we're just awful bastards, aren't we? Yeah, I must admit, I do. This this is the the harsher end of of my views of Brentford, but I did see crowd shots of them celebrating Tony's goal, and I thought, what a set of fucking virgins. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know is unfair. They're just having a nice time. Yeah, I think it just looks it looks too nice. I want to see the odd shirtless, toothless man screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't seem to have any of that, which is which is a shame. But yeah, um, you heard him there. You want Brentford content. Beast TV on yeah. YouTube. That's the that's the place to go. And we're moving on to one of the big boys now, Guardian Football Weekly. Then Jonathan Wilson. Yeah, just because there's not not much out there. So uh, I had a little listening to what. Just, I mean, we don't want to be accused of padding here, do we? This is this good strong opinion though. I'd say so. Talking about the penalty, Jesse Marsh, I think was was sent off Wilson, and I I actually felt for him in this game because Brentford get a penalty from. I know we've done the VAR bit, but you know. Brentford get the VAR bit, their penalty, which I think was a penalty. Leeds should have had a penalty. And I thought it really rubbed salt into wounds that the ref stopped the game for the most innocuous foul about five seconds after Leeds should have had that penalty as a free kick for Brentford. Yeah, I, I, and that's it's another one where I just, I can't conceive how you can look at that. And, and I, I understand the ref not seeing it because of the shirt pull, which, okay, was outside the box. His, his view may have been obstructed by... Uh, the player pulling the shirt, but there's then a you know a, a hand on the shoulder, there's a little clip of the ankle. Yeah, it's it's a it's an obvious penalty. So I understand why Jesse Marsh is very frustrated by that. Um, but you know he's he's been a sort of prickly touchline presence all season, and you sort of felt the red card was was coming in his direction at some point. So he he probably overreacted to it, but it should have been a penalty. 
Should have been a penalty. Can football experts, Jonathan Wilson, they're saying it should have been a penalty. Yeah. So that carries a lot of gravitas, does that opinion, doesn't it? Yes. Um, Barney Roney <laughs> then as well. He's fascinated by Jesse and I think he's kind of where I am with Jesse. Almost like a bit like a social experiment. Mm. Mm. In what sense? What what fascinates you? Just the way he talks. Right. A lot. And and behaves. He's um he's a very expressive man. Mm. I think maybe too expressive for <laughs> the hierarchy at the club after this weekend, <laughs> probably. Um, let's hear from Barney Rone then, shall we, on Jesse? I'd love to. I'm addicted to watching Jesse Marsh. He's just incredible. I could watch him talking about anything. Um, he's just, he's hilarious. I mean, he's always telling everyone what's happening. He, uh, You know, I mean, obviously this is, I'm saying this as someone who's always telling people what's happening, but <laughs> I find him incredibly watchable. Um, they, they just had a little clip of him <laughs> on the Match of the Day version of this. They obviously, he obviously did a really long rant and they just thought, what are we going to do with this? We, we've got to somehow have a bit of Jesse Marsh, but it's like a long, incoherent rant. So they just had him for about five seconds going, Brentford is a smart team. And then they kind of cut it. Thomas Frank saying something sensible. I'd love to hear all the other stuff he said. Um, he, I mean, he was justified in his anger because it was unfair. But And I love listening to him talk and he's often sensible, but... I, I think the way he acts on the touchline is pretty silly, to be honest. And I, I, the fact is, people need to copy this stuff. He needs to, he needs to calm down. I think it will become a joke, and I don't think the players will be able to take it seriously after a while. So he needs to get a grip of himself because he's becoming the story a bit with them, which is not good. That is an interesting point. Actually, I hadn't thought about that. How the players reacted to this? I didn't. You did notice as he walked down the tunnel, Jack Harrison just not looking at him, just sat <laughs> on the bench, like. But whether or not that was just being straight faced, well, you know your boss is getting in trouble which let's face it is kind of, it's kind of fun if your <laughs> boss gets in, if your boss gets in trouble at any job there'd be a bit of you think oh fuck it out well I was going to say if you, if you translate it to, to a dynamic we all understand that's exactly it isn't it it's like being in the workplace and like somebody having a tantrum in the office mm. and like you would kind of all be going bloody hell he's <laughs> put my head down Michael's off again don't know, what, don't know what I'm going to say to him later on that's what, that's what it's like here isn't it Rob yeah we're all on tent hooks, aren't we? Yeah. Treading on eggshells. When, when Michael flies into a rage. I'm, a mo- I'm an absolute monster. <laughs> slamming water bottles into the ground, and all, et cetera, et cetera. But that's interesting. It will be, I'd, I'd love to know exactly what all the different personalities within the dressing room make of him. You, you sort of, we got a bit of a glimpse of it with the um, Mother Teresa stuff last year, didn't we? Where Jack Harrison had obviously been listening very earnestly to it. And then Dan James got asked about it and was like, oh, oh right. Yeah. 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 Something, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Bless him. You got you got the impression that it was the first time Jackie Harrison might have heard of Gandhi. He's <laughs> like, like, who? Who? Sorry, who did he play for? <laughs> uh, right, let's go on to Eleven Yanks. So this was the guy who sang the other week, wasn't it? Was it the Brendan Aronson song? Yes. Um, what was the tune to it? Um, it was very. It was quite twee. But right. apparently, apparently, he does these little songs, and he's he does theatre stuff, and he's a football coach. Yep. It's kind of strange. Sounds he's, like he's got quite an enriched. enriched yeah, he's. Life, he's yeah. Um, his live streams are actually, because I was watching it to find some stuff for this, they're pretty much the best ones I've watched, really. There's there's none of the um, just constant repeating of the same thing. Shouting, saying, yeah. He never says, I'm out, and walks off for a bit, and then comes I'm back done. five finished. seconds later. I'm finished, I'm finished with this. Yeah, uh, but he's wearing a lead shirt now. Oh, good. Because he's, he's focuses on 11 Yanks, so it's obviously the US men's national team. It's given the full title, so he was watching... He watches kind of Chelsea and Leeds, and he got Norwich on at one point, I think, as well, because he's trying to watch all his um, all his American players. Uh, but he's got a Leeds shirt on, so I think he's it's good. I've been chatting to um, a new American Leeds fan, I, um, who we're just chatting about just about Leeds, obviously. He, but he's been a Leeds fan since Jake. This is by the way in Florida. Hello, Jake. Um, he's been a Leeds fan since two thousand and five. So he got on board at a real 
real good time to be a Leeds fan. Yeah, the early wish years. Yeah, 2005 when it all went, it went very tits up, didn't it? And then even more tits up shortly afterwards. But it was, it's been good to chat to him just to get a handle on what things are like over in the States. And Leeds are weirdly like front and centre with like all the coverage now mm. just because of the American influence. I find it fascinating to see how, we, how we'll grow from this. There was a, a banner, I think it was at a college football game the other day and there was a, I can't remember what he's called even, the American coach, um, their national coach at the moment, but someone had a banner for him out marching because it was one of the banners there and people were just saying like, this is this is weird that soccer is on a, on a kind of on this level now that people will, will do this sort well, of thing. That they actually care. That people actually care, <laughs> yeah, basically. Right, let's go back to 11 Yanks and let's hear from him. Okay, VAR review. No, he's talking to Jesse Marsh on the touchline. Jesse Marsh, that's a penalty. Oh, red card for Jesse Marsh for saying that's a penalty? What the hell? What on earth? All he said was that's a penalty. How do you get a red card for saying that's a penalty? This referee is on crack. (laughs) What the hell? That's insanity. That's insanity. Sent him off because he's American. Probably. (laughs) I saw his, he, he didn't say it. He wasn't abusing the referee. Referee, He just said, that's a penalty. That's a penalty. How are you? Jesus Christ. Fuck off, ref. God, that's a penalty all day long. And all Jesse Marsh said is that's a penalty. Oh, now we're giving free kicks to Brentford? Bro, what is up with this referee? Looks like he wants to be a Marine. <laughs> that haircut. It was a penalty. It was a penalty. And all Jesse Marsh said was, that's a penalty, and he gives him a red card. What the actual fuck? Good assessment. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, wider world then. Wider world of propaganda. What's going on in the football world, Michael? Yeah, I was, I was going to go fast of us as i said before I can't be so, so we had a var special lined up too uh, tiresome just loads of people going oh it's really shit oh, that, which that, it is that sounds like work it almost done i got i actually got loads of clips for it but they were all just people going we've been screwed over by this it's crap we should get rid of it yeah it was basically the same thing even uh found chelsea fans saying bloody hell we've really got away with that it shit is var but yeah. on this occasion fine we'll take it but it should get rid of it so everyone agrees that's the problem with var it's not even a discussion point because everyone hates it yeah so Instead, was directed to Keys and Gray. Right, so this is Richard Keys, Andy Gray, former Sky Sports presenters of the Premier League coverage for many a year, exited under something of a cloud, which we'll come to in due course. Yep. They are now at B-In, isn't it, in the, in the Middle East? Yes. Over there, having a very nice retirement, playing golf, and getting fatter in the sun, I think. He's, he is a big boy now, is, um, mm. is Richard Keys. Noted for having very hairy hands, Richard Keys, as well, isn't he? I think he shaved him now. Oh, really? I don't well, think sure got, that's going to make him just grow back thicker. Have you ever shaved uh, hands? No, I don't have very hairy hands, actually. No. Yeah. He's, uh, he's an occasional blogger, isn't he, now, as well, Richard Keyes, and that's often quite unhinged, I think it's fair yeah. to say. It's, it's how he tries to insert himself in the narrative, because he was, he was so central to the Sky Sports coverage. Well, you're going to enjoy this clip, then. Oh, great. <laughs> I, I, I was directed to this because they've got Sean Dyche on, who was all right, truthfully. Sean Dyche is he's the most reasonable of the three here. You can, you can very much tell, but he's not even on this clip. We've got a bit of him in Propaganda Extra, but, um, and he also called him Marco Bielsa. Marco, did, yeah. did very quickly correct himself, did Dyke, so I'll, I'll forgive him for that. But it finishes with Richard Keyes bigging himself up, as oh. he likes to do. Okay. Uh, by the way, happy anniversary, 30 years. Oh, yeah. Um, meant to say to you on a programme we recorded here for being Sports, yeah. you said, uh, do you think we, you uh-huh. and me, will ever find acceptance in the business? I thought about that later. Do you know, I, I, I think when we started, we were fighting the establishment. Yeah, yeah. The established way of doing things. Satellite television was, was revolutionary. Yeah. That you had to pay, yeah, yeah. you had to pay for the product was, yeah. was many found objectionable. So we fought the establishment. You know, I think what's happened is Sky are now the establishment. The establishment, of course they are, yeah. So anybody connected with in the UK, Sky, uh-huh. Is is there to be shot at going forward? Right. But it's not that he's bitter, by the way. Not no. that he's bitter. Those that will be firing the shots, if indeed it ever changes to any great degree, uh-huh. that will be the bad boys again. Uh-huh. And I think that's that's probably what happened to you and I. We had to go in and fight. Yeah. Oh, we did that already. for acceptance, survival. Um, I, I, I used yeah. a phrase when we left about the, the, the well that we dug, and many yeah. were now drinking from it. That's even more the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 I think <laughs> after thirty years. Um, that's probably where we are. Wow. Wow, indeed. <laughs> so just to re- just if you don't know who he is, he was the presenter on Sky Sports who anchored the main like Sunday afternoon coverage, wasn't it? Yeah, great gig. Yeah. Real cushy job. I mean, just he's, he's making it sound like it's, it's, fucking, it's Jake Humphrey again inventing podcasts again, isn't it? Mm. He's basically sounding there like he invented satellite TV and pumped in all the money himself <laughs> yeah. at, per, at great personal risk. I had this idea yeah. that we could put it on pay TV, not that he was just some random journo who was employed to front some coverage. Yeah. Could equally have been, you know, one of a, a dozen other people probably they had on a shortlist and were like, 
the guy with the hands is a bit creepy. But never mind. He's cheaper than he's cheaper than Lynham. Let's get him. Was um, Sky at the time? It was Murdoch then at that time, wasn't yeah. it? So one of the biggest media moguls on the planet. That absolute freedom fighter of yeah. the anti-establishment <laughs> bloke. Yeah. Uh, no, and they went in and they paid. So thirty years ago, they they paid. It was like over three hundred million quid for the the Sky coverage, wasn't it? For the Premier League, the very was first. It as much as that? Yeah, it was. I think so. Which absolutely blew things up here in the UK, didn't it? It went absolutely nuts in terms of the money in the game and we're now seeing 30 years later how much it's, it's kind of snowballed. So I know where he's coming from, but he's just his view is just completely coloured by um, his own involvement in it. Mm. And you were, just a, you, were, you were just a talking head on telly, Richard. And fighting the establishment. And the reason, I think he said the reason they were booted off basically was because they were the establishment or right. something. They were there to be shot at. They were there to be shot they? at. Well, but, I, I but, mean, I, I've heard different. But. I mean, the reason the reason they were sacked was for making loads of sexist comments yeah. that, that were caught on tape. I mean, that's why they were actually sacked. Yeah, and I think he he possibly feels aggrieved at the the manner in which that information became public. That maybe there were people who didn't like him so much because he was the establishment, mm-hmm. or maybe they didn't like him so much because he was a prick. Yeah, and, and hate people hated working for him. That is another possibility, and, and may have yeah. stitched him up for that reason. Which is also which is also possible, but also the many people drinking from the well that we dug, as if the Premier League it could not have existed. The product itself, the fact it's you know the, the best league in the world, all these good players came yeah. into it at that time. Secondary. Well, I went on holiday to Bulgaria in about I think it was about nineteen ninety one two ish something like that, and um, we booked a taxi driver. So they're just coming out of communism at the time. Mm. I think the the monthly wage was it was like t- equivalent of twenty quid. Everybody got, regardless of mm. job. So this taxi driver, his name was Jaliescu and his wife Tanya, and they had a little small holding. And we booked him for the week, and he was so grateful because we basically gave him lots of money for his family in return for us like booking him for the week. They said, "Come to our house where they all lived, and we'll give you dinner," which they did. Which was it's such a nice gesture, really nice thing. You know, like reaching out across the ocean, hands, friends, and all that sort of stuff. And they, um, I think, they killed a rabbit and a chicken from their own little small holding out back. My mom and dad didn't tell me that it was rabbit. They told me that that was just all chicken. And they didn't tell me that they'd just been killed in the garden. <laughs> they all sat around as a family and watched the Flintstones on black and white TV. Big family event. Took us, gave us a tour of the garden. In that garden was a well. Do you know dug that well? Jaliescu <laughs> and his brothers had hand dug a well so they had a water supply on their small holding. It wasn't Richard Keyes. It wasn't Richard Keyes. Oh. There was no, there was, there was a physical well that he dug, but it wasn't Richard Keyes who dug this pretend well with his pretend bare hairy hands. Mm. That's all. That's my story. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a real well and it's not this one. Yeah, um, yeah. so they were actually sacked primarily for some comments about um, Sean Massey, who was a referee's assistant, saying, basically going, oh, I can't believe they're the, uh, in charge of this. A, 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 know a, the pi- rules. a pioneer, the first female referee's assistant. Not the first, actually, I don't know. I think there was someone else before. First in the Premier League? Possibly, yeah. yeah. Wendy Toms was there as well at one point. But, anyway, um, a pioneer. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so so they, they were caught slugging her off um, and sacked. But... Well, what do they say? Let's repeat the comments so we understand. Let's put Richard Keyes into into context. Well, no, because you, all you're doing here is taking a shot at him because he's the establishment, and right. and you somebody better get down there and explain offside to her, Massey. Yeah, I know. Can you believe that female linesman? Uh, forget what I said. They probably don't know the offside rule. That was Gray, wasn't it? The second one. Of course mm. they don't. Said Keyes. Uh, why is there a female linesman? Said Gray. Somebody's fucked up big. There you go. But they don't blame. He's he's very um, magnanimously not blaming. Sean Massey for being spoken about oh, in this way. <laughs> he said um, they bumped into her at Birmingham Airport. Because uh, it, it was just banter, wasn't it? We all laughed. She was a little embarrassed. And Andy had to explain to her, it was absolutely nothing to do with you. It really wasn't. So don't ever think that it was. It was nothing to do with Sean. 
We don't blame her at all. Oh, that's that is good of them. <laughs> She's been mm. fantastic. I mean, yeah, very good of you to not blame, not blame the person you unfairly spoke about for your own downfall. Mm-hmm. And then there's the uh, a bit of what about three from, and this is the only bit of it I'll agree with that Andy Gray said. If off-air conversations of television and radio presenters were recorded, there would be no one left working. That's not to defend what happened. He is right on that. He is right on that. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, we are not TV or rep- uh, radio presenters, um, but we do have live mics, and it does go out. <laughs> and some things are best said off mic, some on mic, that's all. <laughs> like the stuff uh, we might say off mic about Richard Key's own affair <laughs> with, uh, was it his daughter's friend? I believe so. Yeah. Although I think he's denied that she was his daughter's friend. Yeah. But she was a much younger woman and not his wife. That is that is a fact. That's correct. What, did, what on earth was she thinking? Jesus Christ. Maybe it was the warmth um, of his hands. Maybe. I mean, he's, he's in Doha at the moment. I'm not sure there's any lack of warmth. Maybe that's why he shaved them, because he doesn't yeah. need the extra warmth maybe he's, co- maybe he's cold. Right. Maybe he's got cold, clammy, wet hands, and that's soothing. Oh, beautiful. In a hot climate. <laughs> <laughs> what an image to finish the show on. There we go. Lovely stuff. Clammy hands in Doha. Um... Don't really know to go from uh, from there. That's kind of I want to go down and well. To be <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> I'll carry on telling you the story actually of the of the small holding and the well is is unbelievable. There's some so many twists and turns in it. We'll see in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> 